Did you ever play Micro Machines on the Mega Drive? Yes, and it's like no, you, you have no clue is. which. Oh man, you have no clue which way you're um you're going. Essentially, yeah, do you? It, it doesn't. <laughs> the, the screen doesn't move. The screen stays the same thing. Yeah. It's all root, the, top down. Yeah, but the car moves. So right when it's going to the right is yeah. forward, but then right when the car is going down is left. Right. If you think about where the car's yeah. going. Yeah. So like, it's almost like when you try to drive a remote control car, imagine driving at you and you still try and steer it. Yeah. Like everything messes your head. And then what happens is it's a race. So there's like, you could have, you have one controller, but you can share, two people can have a controller. You share it because there's three buttons. So it goes forward, left and right. Yeah. And then, so there's eight of you on the course <laughs> and it keeps going until there's one person left. Like if you if you basically go off the screen, you're out. Yeah. So then it's just a competition of who can stay in, on the table or the track. The and it's always like a really narrow raceway where you fall off lots and things. It was just absolute carnage. It's it was good. so good. And it's got one of the best menus ever when you like driving to different garages. Yeah. <laughs> Times. Yeah. Welcome to the Micro Machine <laughs> Weekly Podcast, <laughs> sponsored by Matchbox, Hasbro, Hasbro, whatever. Micro Machine Sim. Is that still a thing? Classic. Yeah. You looking up now? No. Do you ever have any Micro Machines though? Yeah, lots. Addy still plays with them now. Actually, we've got my mum's got kept like a box. Well, they're like Hot Wheels, even smaller. Yes. Micro. Hot micro. Wheels. <laughs> yeah, they're like probably like you. You'd get five Micro Machines for one Hot Wheels. Oh, they are. Yeah. Micro. I'll find you a video of the thing later. Yeah, actually, pretty, you think about it, pretty crap to play with. Like, they're so small. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's like, oh, God, these Hot Wheels are big, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. heavy for me. I can't fit these in my pocket. Yeah. Um, when's the last time we saw each other? The last podcast we did was well, yeah, the Red what... Waters podcast, which was really good fun. Oh, that was... But that was a long time ago. July? June? June or July. I can look it up on my phone. It was, a very, um, it was a long time so ago. So, yeah, lots has happened. I mean, we've all been extremely busy. The plan was to get lots of guests and do that. Um, apologies to people. We were sort of eyeing up for guest spots over lockdown and summer and stuff. But it's just very difficult to even get together ourselves, let alone us get together, get a guest on, talk to the guest. Because they take having a guest on takes a lot more planning mm. compared to an episode like this where we can all just finish our jobs and come straight here and then just start talking without much planning. So apologies to oh, them. in terms of this one, no planning. <laughs> no planning. The planning is happening right now. So the plan yeah. is still to have those people, and I've messaged them, but I feel a bit bad. But I'm afraid life, we've all got very busy lives at the moment. So uh, we're just doing that, really. It will happen at some point. Yeah. So you just have to put up with us three for now, trying to get some sort of regular thing back going. And once we've got in the swing of having the regular pod again, we can uh, branch out some more. But the red one was good. That was nice. People seemed yeah, to I enjoy it. that, which Not is well. good. I felt the pressure editing it. Like, in yeah. terms of like, I was like, oh no, have to actually make it so it's half as <laughs> a lot more accountability <laughs> yeah, there yeah. because it involves someone that's not involved like, in our stupid... time into it. So I'm like, if you, if, if it all messes up and it's a way to I don't really care about your time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, big news for Harry, bought a cross bike. Advent- what, how, what, two years in the making was it, I think? Two years. We've been talking about it since we were doing the podcast. Definitely, yeah. You finally got it. Yeah. Tell us about it, Harry. Paint the picture. Of how the deal went down. Or Paint just... the picture with your microphone pointing towards your face. <laughs> Okie dokie. Bit further away, please. <laughs> 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 Straight arm. <in. laughs> 
<laughs> well, you didn't tell me in the last podcast until after it finished. Well, we've only had these microphones for yeah. two years. Yeah, I, I, I apologise for not telling you how to hold a microphone. <laughs> yeah, but distance. You'd be a nightmare on X Factor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many talent shows have you compared? <laughs> I've been on all of them. Um, paint a picture of the cyclocross bike. It's got two wheels and it's black and white. Yeah. As bogged down as they come, really, isn't it? Yeah, and it works. Did you find it? No, Sam found Sam it. Sam found it. As always, I find things and send them out to the greater good. <laughs> you and if it's my size, I don't, and I buy it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Really nice bike. Lighter than I thought it would be. It's a crux. A thoroughbred. Thoroughbred. It's what, yeah. it's what the people want. It's been ridden twice. Yeah. By, by you. This is less no, to say. No, that's the bo- a lie. It's been ridden once. And it was good. Nothing. I was very impressed, actually. I right. took Harry for a little cross-circuit training, and he got the remount. He literally did it in the third jump. Having never done it before, I sort of taught... I mean, it's kudos to me for being such an amazing teacher, <laughs> obviously. But I sort of gave oh, it, you a few it, tips. It is your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 11-year-old is about right for Harry. <laughs> He's well, in the did, right ballpark. People did think we were doing our GCSE for you. Yeah, some girl came over and was like, is Not this for your GCSEs? And I was like... <laughs> Uh, no. There's me in a skin suit. <laughs> like, she must have been like, what the hell is this guy doing? Seriously. You are that little in a old, park with you codes. That, that picture of that kid on the start line of the kids' race. Yeah, yeah. with the aero helmet. <laughs> I am overbiked and overgeared yeah. for this. Um, yeah, third go. You just, you did two of them and you quickly worked out, okay, this is what I'm doing wrong. And you just did it. I've never seen anyone take to doing that sort of thing so fast. It was that thing you were talking about with that little hop you do don't you the chicken you step to, yeah chicken step you've got to get it out <laughs> <laughs> what was that again grapefruit <laughs> no into the microphone please Harry I was in the, how close is it you said at the start of this you said hold it here if you've got to point it towards your yeah. head but it, it really sound comes from the same direction you're not playing the flute <laughs> don't blow across <laughs> it <laughs> I did that in year two you know <laughs> um, I'm looking at the levels and like me and Sam are a good double the volume. But yours is further away than mine is. Enunciate. No. Yeah. Um, no, it was really good. And I think you're most suited to cyclocross, more than road. I think if you put the time in, I think actually it will be your best thing because you're punchy. the right size. You've got really good power. And I think you'll pick up the technique so fast because of your molder racing background and yes. stuff like that. Hmm, so like that's what we're saying, like line choice comes to it loads more. Yeah, once you've crashed a couple of times on the road, you want to give it up, you'll be straight into cross and you'll be loving it. Mm. Yeah, I'm doing another crash on the road. Yeah. But your your line choice and stuff, you were picking it all up and, you know, you were getting it. So, and, you know, I was cracking around and we and were I'm, going I'm fairway. terrible at that side of it. My line choice is awful in terms of cornering. I have no clue how to get around a corner. No, your line choice is abstract. <laughs> But, you've but got therefore, the there's more skills grip. Anyway. There's always more grip where the other people aren't going. So maybe that's that's the key. I'm a late season racer. <laughs> what once all the fields yeah. are mushed up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once are underwater. Yeah. Um, speaking of the cross season, I think East Kent are going ahead. Ooh. It's my area for uni. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't even know there's an East Kent league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you think oh it's close, especially with me living like a minute away from Kent, but it's 
so far away some of the races i'm like so that's the we, we're in the london and eastern league aren't we but then there's east yeah. kent beyond that as well as there yeah so east kent is real far like dover i think there's one in maystone right down there okay yes yeah, so it's quite far so do they have gravesend as part of that or is gravesend's eastern not east kent is it gravesend not right cycle park yeah that that's kind of southeast london that's london southeast i think yeah, yeah. Like but it's because it's called kent isn't it? that's why i've gone for yeah that. it yeah. merges into it doesn't it yeah um but and the trophy probably... rounds are on they are actually on uh, well i saw someone post that they'd entered one. Oh, okay so they must be but they'll be very busy i would think i don't think my uh my style would get in if you applied with a few little white lies of what you could do i don't do, think you have to pick right. yourself up there do you no, but I think it's it's based on yeah, that's true. Past I mean, performance. I was the, the, the one and only trophy I did. I was literally on the last row, and I stayed there. <laughs> and imagine the a social. Imagine a trophy with social distanced start row. You'd be like Tom Pickock would be behind you, <laughs> like, but a whole lap ahead yeah. already, and he'd literally come past. And be like right, yeah, you're <laughs> I haven't even made it past the finish line yeah. yet. I haven't even clipped in. Clipping in. <laughs> you get half a refund if one pedal's clipped in <laughs> and the other's not. Isn't it like they pull you out, don't they, if you get lapped? Yeah. yeah it's, it's called the 80% rule, which doesn't really make sense because it's not 80%. It's more like 120%. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. So there are races going on and there's going to be some, I think London and South East stuff is going to be talked about in October time. Okay. But well, I think there's chat of Nicely, London southeast, but sort of thirty-minute races. Yeah, Ooh. which um, I know Wessex are doing that as well because the road and stuff is fifteen. They do like three lots of fifteen-minute races. But Dulwich, not cyclocross, but they're doing a road thing. I'm I'm away. It's this weekend actually. Um, it's like a road omnium on Cycle Park, round Cycle Park. So it's like an individual time trial, yeah. and then points race, and then elimination race, and you get like eight races that you do, and you go into different rounds and stuff like that. It looks really good, and like even away from coronavirus stuff, it's quite a cool format of like racing people your sort of standard in smaller. Like, what a great way to learn how yeah. to ride in sort of smaller bunches. It's almost a like shame that. that it's taken this to be the shake up yeah. to have that when it's like that's really what should be happening in racing to make it exciting and actually. Yeah, I'd love a cross somewhere. one. That'd be well good. Yeah, that'd be quite a good alternative to um actual cross racing in this in these pandemic times so if, if we're with sort of like that little shake up of racing if you had one thing you could i've, I've thrown you back on the bus here. um <laughs> if you had one thing you could change in road racing to sort of make it exciting and like in, improve positive racing and sort of great accessibility there would it be shut the other side of the road off so you don't get hit by a bus see, if, if like ideal world obviously that's could be viable but yeah, so you reckon sort of have more closed roads <laughs> yes because it makes it so much sketchier because then i think it would make it more exciting as well because you would actually be able to overtake yeah you know what it's like when it's just across, oh, everyone's across the whole road you can't overtake. Of, you'd like more access to closed roads yes so i think the trouble would be it would then become both roads and then to overtake you've got to go in the gutter it would just move the problem further yeah, across it's the like road. Thing, it's like adding another lane to a motorway doesn't make traffic better. Yeah. Eventually, it will catch up to be the same. Yeah. But that's, we're not looking for problems. We're looking for solutions. Uh, I would say oh, it's boy, do I have a solution. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> I would say, though, it is more the fact that you're avoiding tractors and buses yeah. coming the yeah, other way. But then equally, it's like, I suppose, when if, if they stick to the rules of staying in their own lane, if, like, if you say the road is your lane, stick to that, then... It's when people, yeah, if people got disqualified for crossing the road. Consistently. Instantly. Consistently, yeah. yeah. But it's, you're going along. I'm following the rules, A, because I'm scared of being hit by a bus directly. Mm. Yeah. 
but I also don't want to do the wrong thing and crash into people. Be, but like, like what happened in Lewis, you are allowed to cross the road when it's a dotted line, when it's safe. It's getting but back my in my idea well, of what it? is safe is different to someone who really, really wants to win. And it's yeah. so then they go across, car comes in, and they go into the pack mm. because I'd rather hit. You'd rather go sideways into some cyclists than go straight on into a bus. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then people breaking teeth, knees, collarbones, all sorts. And I was just like, it's just not worth trusting someone not to do that mm. i guess as well i found even if it's clear on come the other way you go out and but then if there is then a car trying to get back in the pack people don't really want to let you back in do they because it's meant to be a race exactly yeah well, it's like the thing it's like if some little cheeky bugger in a, a motorway queue moves out for a lane and comes back <laughs> and you're like uh no yeah <laughs> inch yeah. but in front of the other car exactly. just not letting them in I mean, a few times in in two or three of the races i've done the race has been stopped and the commissaires had said to people, you've got to stop crossing the lines because people are doing it, taking the mickey. Mm. And it's just, I just, I don't do it because I just don't, I just don't care enough, I guess, to push the rules to try and get ahead. But then if you don't do that, you're then mid-pack or towards the end at the bottom of a climb. Then they get to the top of a climb and accelerate and then it's all strung out and you're stuffed. Like, and you've so got to be got really to, strong to get back to the yeah, front. Yeah, so to yeah. get to the front, you've got to, you've got to push those boundaries and do those sort of things. And it's mm. just, I don't want it that bad with that. I would race. I would happily race every weekend on the road if they did that. But I genuinely don't think I'd race on the road no, again. But that's why those handicaps were good because it was just a much smaller field. Yes. Like even when everyone's together, it was what twenty five people, and it was strung out to seventy eight. So fast, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Because it's really short and everyone's going flat out. That the bunch doesn't bunch up. You're too wide, Max. So there when was you never want a bunch. Was up, there? There no. was literally never a bunch. No. So yeah, that's that, what I'd that do. Good. What What would yours be then? My solution would be to you still need progression for juniors and fast riders to get to go into the ranks and have that professional thing but i think you almost need like a saturday league and a sunday league like in football or like cricket yeah so you have your saturday league yeah where you have your races and it's all done by bc and it promotes those juniors and you have those pathways Mm -hmm. and there's a really good i don't know what podcast i was listening to but someone was making loads of really good points about what was wrong with... Oh, it's probably ours. <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with the system and what they needed to do to improve it? In like terms what, of from just a British perspective. Yeah, from the British, what the solutions were. I was reading it, actually. It was on a blog post. And it was someone saying how you needed to... How you fund these teams instead of kids going over to Belgium and stuff like that. So you have all that side and let those people organise that. But then your Sunday league is done by... You join a team and it's done by team points. Yeah. So you are racing as a team and you are, if someone wins in your team, you win. Just like the striker scores, mm. you, you the defender still yeah. gets that glory. And make yeah. it, 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 cycling's a team sport. So it should be based around, and then the better riders join the better teams. And you have, you have that system of, it's yeah. a, it's a team done by that rather than the sponsorship. Like they, sort of like keeping your homegrown talent sort of thing as yeah, well. Like exactly. You, you don't make your league, the Premier League, is better when there's more homegrown talent in it in terms of you're not letting all that talent go abroad. Yeah. Something. So it's making it team-based and then I think you get more people wanting to ride, but they'd ride very differently. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have people that don't have the ability getting in the way. You'd have separate races for those sorts of... So you still have your, like, your fourth cap, your third cap, but it would be based in a different way and you're, racing as, you're entering as a team mm-hmm. rather than just a load of individuals looking out for themselves. And then I think the the enjoyment and the tactics. And then Especially, from that, you get a lot of kids 
like the English football system is very much like they learn to play in a certain way mm-hmm. in clubs where actually that's not the best way. So like we're not teaching kids how to ride bikes properly in a team because they're all just out for themselves, mm. looking after yeah. themselves. Then they get into a place where they're asked to do domestic duties and stuff. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, I'm just used to winning mm. myself and going out on my yeah. own. Suddenly you, you, you've you been the best person you've been leading all this time. And yeah. suddenly you get something, you're remotely average. Mm-hmm. Almost like child prodigy sort of thing. You go, you go to your talented school and suddenly you're yeah. amongst loads of other talented people. And, and then you don't you're not so Suddenly anymore. it's a very big pond and you're not yes. so, and it's learning those skills. And I think that's, that's the enjoyment of cycling. They're working as a team and you can still, there are lots of people, like 90% of people are never going to win a race, mm. but then you can give them that enjoyment of winning a race by being part of it, doing a lead out or I suppose it's then, doing that, a turn on the front. Is that enough for some people? But I think it would be once they experience that, like yeah. not everyone can be a striker and score the winning goals and stuff no, like that. That's, that's very true. And then you're, you're doing what you're seeing on TV. You're doing the lead out and then you make a crebetto and you finish the race and you've done the race and it's great. And then you find out who won and stuff. I think mm. I'd enjoy doing it. The that. races would become more organized and then safer again. Yeah. And then it would just be all better. And again, the handicaps are a little I mean, bit I... like that because there's more teams that race those things. Mm. You do have tactics of the people in the early group who aren't as good. They wait for the better people and then ride for the better people when they turn up and then do lead yeah. outs and... I think it's just quite... I, quite I, just, I heard Gruppetto and I said, that's a much nicer way of saying than being dropped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a Gruppetto of two people. <laughs> yeah. Your boys, I'll see you in a bit. Yeah. What's this singular for Gruppetto? Yeah, Gruppetto. <laughs> change, your name, change your name to Gruppetto. <laughs> so that whatever you're in a race, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my one would be bandhead units, like mm. track cycling. You're allowed to have it on your, in your back pocket or under your saddle. But no one can look at data. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can record it if you if you must record it. You Do a contour and just tape it up with gaffers. But yeah, no it. one's allowed to look at data in terms of time left on the race, distance left on the race, uh, what they're doing, what speed they're going, or anything to do with themselves. I think it's like just then it make it more exciting. The fact you're not you're not sort of like oh you must you you have to have more confidence in yourself just from what you're feeling rather mm-hmm. than from and how you're perceiving this, the race situation compared to like oh. My number says this. I know I can only do X amount, so I know I'm going to stick to this. And again, that's probably for kids coming through the system. That's mm-hmm. a really good skill to learn oh, before yeah. you then start applying the data. You've got to listen to your own body yeah. and understand that rather than just go by the numbers. It's quite, yeah. yeah. And I, so I I think I said on the podcast a few months ago that my power meter blew up, basically. And then I spent... Too much power. Too much power, exactly. Can't Not enough power. Enough. <laughs> you went well. zero for too long. <laughs> <laughs> it just fizzled away. It, it gives up on me. It so I can't be bothered. <laughs> you don't water it. <laughs> an, an untapped power meter yeah. wilts in the shade. <laughs> Unnurtured actually, power actually, you've, you've seen Harry's Kitchen, have you? <laughs> Christ. Anyway, no. So I had about two three months three months of just no power and i enjoyed it so much more and now i've just got a new set of pedals and i enjoy the riding so much more now like you're saying about listening to your body more and not being so transfixed on if yeah. you can't do so like now i've kind of got a rule in my head if, it, if it's anything other than intervals yeah like an endurance ride i just don't have the screen with power because yeah, i just yeah. ride by feel and then if you it's not depressing <laughs> for four hours of oh yeah. god i'm not going quick well enough. that's something i found yesterday i did my first zwift race yesterday back that's what i've been training for <laughs> what yeah back <laughs> on it, man. Yeah. um i've only because i don't have a power meter on any of my bikes 
So I've just been doing whatever TTs, races, the lot, just completely by feel. And I've I've sort of really learned it, the numbers don't matter whatsoever. It's just based on what you can do on that day, what yeah. what you can hold. And I know when I I know what my five minute what I can hold is and stuff like that. So I've been doing intervals, which is by power on trainer road and stuff. And the idea of certain intervals, the number, I'd be like, oh my goodness, that's going to be, that's a really hard interval. I've got to do it five times then. Yeah. And just mentally it was really difficult. And then yesterday I smashed, I got 404 personal bests (laughs) yesterday doing this race. (laughs) Yeah. Where were you riding? Not that many power, yeah, power thing. So do, you like all the different one times. second, two so seconds, three seconds, four seconds, five seconds. <laughs> oh my god, I've never done that much for thirty-eight Seven. seconds before. <laughs> I got a new thirty-seven. Oh, it's a thirty-nine now. I can't do it. <laughs> one more second. <laughs> and like four hundred and four. I'd be like all the all these previous intervals that I'd sat at and done and stuff like that. I absolutely smashed because I was doing this race and wasn't interested in the numbers whatsoever. I was literally just focusing on whatever power I needed to do to get up the climb or to chase yeah. people or to sprint and stuff like that. And then when I looked back. I was like, oh my god! I if I had been asked to go right, you've got to do three hundred twenty watts for this amount of time. If I'd have looked at that as an interval and training road, I'd been like, oh, that's gonna be really difficult Horrific. and like. And yeah. it's just sort of, you just get on with it and you do it. And it, I think it holds you back so much sometimes. Like if you have that number and you're at 320, you're going up a hill or whatever. You're like, well, that's what I can do because that's what my training is. Mm. But actually, if you got rid of it, I think you could push harder. But yeah. different people do different things, don't they? And as you train more, I guess you know exactly what that feels like. You know what 300 watts, you know what 400 yeah. watts. And what yeah. the limit, whether you can push it and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, when I looked at it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> 400 and i still can't quite understand I'm, how with some possible. of them like it was actually like 47 seconds actual it really, yeah, from start like, <laughs> yeah real top <laughs> yeah it is that many it's like it's that in-depth those things was that like, on training, like four... pe- training peaks where it has how training many tra- oh, okay because in training peaks it has that like, how many you got imagine seeing like i know if i get one i'm really happy seeing yeah. 400 done for the year now it's yeah. because it's, it's made up yeah it's because i've only been doing intervals and then a couple of powered rides at the start i did quite a lot of zwift at the start of the year but it just shows that all that training is paying off because I was like, I, I thought, I genuinely thought it was an easy race and I was taking it like, I was Tempo. just hanging out. It was like an hour and a half race and I was going quite easy and, you know, hard on certain bits. And then I got all these things. I even got like four all time bests. And I was that. like, lovely piece. So I think they really say that fun. it takes Honestly, some you time, do it, doesn't it? Have you got a trainer? I'm not a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, team. You, are, you, you got, got rollers. Yeah. And a rollers. cadence sensor. You smash it. Speed meter. sensor. I've got a power meter. Oh my god, you can't. I've do never it. used it, but I've got a power meter. Ooh. But we saw on the wheels. Yes, yeah, there. I don't know if it works. Doing a Zwift race and rollers, I can't think of anything more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, my Garmin's not been charged for eight months, so I don't know if it even works still. I don't have a cable. <laughs> now, a, lot, a lot's changed on Zwift, actually. It, was, it felt really different. It was really good. I did this. Well, it was enjoyable. It genuinely was. I actually, I genuinely really liked it. It was. It wasn't, and I was like, oh, like I've got to do it. It's going to be tough, and it's going to be like an all-out hour's effort or whatever. And it turned into an actual race of like genuinely like lulls of recovering and then knowing something's going to come and attacking. Yeah. Um, whether it's the type of race I did, it was like a, it was a BRT ages race. So it was like done by age category rather than... So Ability. all the people in the race, you didn't know how good they were because it was done by age. I think that's better. Mm. but people were like attacking going off the front and then like you could see everyone like backing off waiting for someone to go 
So then you back off and then you hit it so no one could get on your wheel. And like, it was really cool. It was really cool. Are there new worlds or anything like that? Yeah, there's like France. Um, All of France. Vontu. Yeah. <laughs> Every road. France. <laughs> <laughs> Le Autobahn in Germany. No, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, the drafting and stuff was really, it was noticeably easier in draft, like actual riding. So they've changed that. Do you yeah. Think? So if someone's That's hammering good. it, if you can get on their back wheel on the flat, you can properly like recover behind them. That will make the race because you know before we were saying the race, every race is basically just an FTP test or mm-hmm. how hard you can go for that race. Whereas now it'll be a bit better. Hopefully, like you're saying, you can sit in a bit more than play a bit. Yeah, more. and then because you don't have tactics when you're sitting in it. So there's, the best, no, there's, yeah. there's no reason to be on the front now. Exactly. Yeah. And then, but then if you can clip yeah. off the front, people they're more reluctant to chase because chase people can get on. So it is. It was like properly like waiting for those. And you can actually save moments. energy by sitting in, whereas before you literally... you're still on the limit. Yeah. So therefore, whether you're <laughs> hammering it on the front or hammering it behind. So it is like, yeah, That's it was really good. good in that way. Have they done anything more with the uh, crits? Because I remember when just as I ended my subscription, they started the crits and then we never did one. There was ideas. They ended well, about breaking. Like, um, breaking. Yeah. But they it sort of breaks for you. So then you've got to accelerate out the corner and stuff. At least that's fair cool. then. Yeah, they're steering now. Oh, God. Like, you can get a... It's like 70 quid. <laughs> When's the Wahoo steerer coming? You put it on, like, a plate, and then it you move side uh, to side, but it's, it's sprung, so it's not... I really like those rocker plates. Not like you steer like that, but... But apparently it's quite... You probably... Like, you can move to the side and, like, cut corners and stuff like that. It's That's quite, quite cool. cool. I'll have a look at that. Yeah, I won't be buying one, but... It's not what it is. It's because I've got a new laptop, so I can finally actually Zwift without Run it. It's like two frames per now, second. No, I've heard if you, um, <laughs> if you put the, the tire on the trackpad, yeah. it works the same. <laughs> Just have a massive burn. Same, same with iPad, if you put it on the screen. It's... <laughs> I couldn't even save a Word document on my laptop today. That's how bad mine's gotten, so. I got a away, 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 away. Oh, did you? Yeah. Do you cover the do you cover the camera with a post-it note? People well, the camera actually the comes under a button. You press the button, it pops up like "Hello, that's pretty spying sick. on you." So like, like, it's, it's a little creepy, one, isn't it? Yeah, in the keyboard. I like people knowing what I'm up to. I've got yeah. all of America. I've got all of China. I've got all the UK. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm safe. I'm really safe. <laughs> if I ever go missing, there's gonna be a lot of people that know where I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Mm. I recommend highly recommend that laptop. Well, we have to do a Zwift race as well then. Yeah. I'm not doing Zwift <laughs> No, they're really good. There's loads of. I'll, um, there's, I'll still a, there's a TCC Zwift race. I know. Is there? Yeah. Have you ever done it? Is I forgot that. You have you ever done it? Ages ago. <laughs> no, I've never done it. <laughs> None of us have done it. So I set it up. I emailed the people, set it all up, and then it just didn't happen. And I was like, oh, well, whatever. Like, fine. They're very busy. And it was when. Was that the start of lockdown? It was before lockdown. Before lockdown. Something yeah. had, there was a reason why I I was like okay with it like something had happened and I was like oh, that makes sense because it's really busy or whatever and it mu- I think it's been going on every Monday for the last seven months as the creator can you see <laughs> you know, why I think how many people have done it each time no there's about be, twenty people on it yesterday it must be a historical result there is what's that um Zwift thing on the website and you can power. see the results Zwift power oh yeah Zwift, Zwift power. power I can check that yeah. as if you can't remember Zwift power <laughs> it's like your homepage <laughs> for the start of lockdown I love it Zwift power <laughs> get those red numbers um but I think I'm because I haven't raced it's reset all my powers like it's like the last ninety days that's what counts so I did that race yesterday because it was quite long 
I average 3.8. So now I, I can enter B races. So when I go home tonight, I'm going to a B race and be like, ha ha, suckers. <laughs> Daddy's home. Have you, had, have you had any of those legends things on Strava yet? No. Uh, I got one. Oh, no, I, I did actually. Around Tilgate. How many? See, this is what's funny about it. So I, Great. You know, those segments, you know those segments, which yeah. are really, really long and no one, someone's clearly created it because it was like their route home or something. Yeah. I just I fell onto one of those basically on my routes. It's about ten and a half miles. You got long. someone's commute, and I got someone. And I looked in the past ninety days. I'd done it three times, and I got <laughs> the legend status. I I thought about you can make a segment near someone's house that you know they ride on every single time, and then you can name it something really rude about that person, so they become <laughs> the local legend of that really rude segment. <laughs> like it's a guarantee it's going to yeah. be them. <laughs> uh, like the Sebloid Love Squid, yeah, segment that Where you were doing that? at that time. Well, that's the climb, the badger climb in uh, white ways. Yes. That's a good one. And there's one on uh, in Big Dog, isn't it, you did as well? Yeah, and I also did one uh, at um, Brands Hatch for Revolve. That was it. I remember that one for Same. Weber. For Weber. Yeah. Have my babies. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Good times. Ah, so have we been enjoying the Tour de France? Le Tour Defense. Been following it more than normal, on and off, uh, less than normal, less than normal. So that equals out to yeah. So yeah. no. Genre. Tell us about your fancy tour squad, Seb. Because so, we started a Vela Games fancy tour. Thanks for entering, Harry. Yeah, yeah sorry, cheers, about that. Cheers, I keep forgetting, and now it's <laughs> Vela Games is the like one of the. It always used to be the, the best cycling uh, fancy squad creator thing, and like. I say it, it hasn't been on for the tour for a few years because of licensing things. They got like, in trouble, and now they have to be like, "This is definitely not anything to do with the Tour yeah. de France." But it's weird why they got in trouble because, like, they were just so much better than every other one. Everyone's tried to do it; they made it shinier and fancy. Like, it's a really crap. Oh, it's website. so basic. I love it. But it's so good in terms of the kits. Like, they used yeah. to have every single. Like, I used to always be Milram was my always my go to kit, <laughs> and now it's always so boring. It's loads of just like loads of universities and colleges have sent their kits in, and yeah. then the tour teams. But it's not even like they've done it sort of like pro evolution. It's not like sort of. France, yeah, <laughs> France, blue and brown, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pink uh, Yankees, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could that could be that. a fun game, yeah. Pro Evolution, all the cycling teams. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll go for it later. <laughs> um, so then, obviously, they, but they had a really good point structure in terms of like you had to know your stuff. You really had to research it. It wasn't just that, it rewarded people that actually knew. It, it, it wasn't just that. Oh, you pick, which is probably the wrong way to do a fancy team. To be fair, but like. If, say, you had someone have more TV time as such, not even just in a break for longer, they have more TV time, they get more points. So you could be like, you, the most obscure picks would like really help you out. <laughs> See, breakaway riders do you favours. Yeah, so things are like, it, it, like, yeah, you wanted to go for sort of the weird people. And I went down that route knowing it changed completely, just being like, pick a, pick a, pick the winner, pick the guy that's going to be the other for longest and pick a sprinter and you're going to win. Essentially, that, that's what it is now. And I decided, I was like, nah, I can't bother that. Like, whatever, it's done it before. I'm not regular at doing that sort of pick. So I've chosen everyone under 25 and as many french people as possible to be my, my team of breakaway specialists um, although I'm, i did forget about uh is it gui martin yeah i forgot about him who's fluffy hair man that was in a breakaway I, for ages oh uh, there's Cousin? no in Cons- fdj Cons- uh there's two oh, of them with quite fluffy Cosne- hair Cosne- 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 that was on the side of breakaway he's, for he's in um, ages he was in the breakaway he's in at the moment. gave up because they they basically he was in breakaway of three i think and then the other two gave stocks they got the um, KOM yeah, that's Cosna Yeah, he's, he's in polka dot. Jerome Cosa, I love him. Yeah, so but I, I haven't got him either. I've... He's went bike packing over lockdown. Didn't do any training. Just went bike packing with his girlfriend and grew a beard. 
Nice and tall. He's an absolute beast. Yeah. So I've got a lot of uh, direct energy riders, a lot of vital concept. You hotels. had a great start though. Day one, day you were one, leading. I was leading by a considerable margin. This is our, we've got like a mini lead. By TCC yeah, league. Yeah, Not yeah. Only because day. I picked Mads Pedersen. Uh, and somehow he did something and now he's a legit sprinter apparently and you had the guy who was in who got the polka dot I think, yeah on the first day yeah but i got it wrong I, I, the guy that i should have got um who was leading loads of breaks for ages i, I missed him out and i've basically going for funny names and french people <laughs> and now i am so far i don't think i've got a single I think point me since then. you uh sam from south Downs way and ben yeah. are all the last four people yeah <laughs> but, but my, my last is a considerable way back i've i've got my GC hope was um, one of the EF guys. Martinez, I think. Martinez. Or, or Higita. The one that went off first. Yeah. <laughs> the, one that, like, <laughs> the one that lost like 10 minutes on the second day. I was thinking next time we should do it, but you have to spend all the points. Oh, I only spent 66 points. whoever can get the least amount of points wins. Yeah. So the worst team, <laughs> team. with the most, with because the maximum points. My, my team was only 66 people. And you have 102 credits, I think? 100, 100 credits? 100, yeah. Well, so wait, do you spend it's, it's very the credits easy. that you get then? Is that No, you don't earn credits. It's no. just at the start. Points. You pick your team so like, and that's it. Yeah. Roglic is worth 18, Sagan's worth 16. And you're given a certain amount to spend. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. my highest person was 10, 12, because he was the cheapest in that category. <laughs> yeah, so, like yeah. the GC people. It's yeah. only like, they're only decent. Well, I was like, I, I think I should decide who, who's my GC contender. <laughs> it's my team. It's going to be a, a sprinter. Yeah. Um, but the actual race, I think it's been like the last couple of stages for the great. Pyrenees. Mm. It's been great. I oh think my goodness. Because no, again, no team is good enough. Really, yeah. are they? Yama Vizna are sort of good enough, but are they? They are but Van Aert just keeps breaking everyone in his yeah. own team. Yeah, like none of Jumbo Visma's climbers have been good enough. Even Demoulin's not been amazing. Yeah, well, he he sacrificed himself. Like, did like apparently like a message on the radio, being like, you know, this is for you, Rogledge, <laughs> <Like>, freedom. <laughs> Battle cry. Went for it. Yeah. Dropped everyone. Dropped himself, and everybody dropped. Got back on. Like, nice one, mate. Like, there was literally uh, apparently they were quite annoyed. The like, worst hail mary ever. Yeah. There have been a lot of very stupid attacks I've noticed. Like Alaphilippe attacking. That was about beautiful. Ten meters. He just caused absolute up. carnage yeah. in his hundred and seventy thousand pound watch. Yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah. Where are you? Mad. But all of McLaren wear those. Do they? Because mm. ah. they're sponsored by Richard Mill. That square one. Is it? Yeah. A, yeah. It's like 23 grand or something. Oh. Doesn't even have GPS. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> he's, he's there across the line. Don't even like, count my steps. <laughs> <laughs> I've done 74,000 steps today. Yeah. yeah. Um, James Bond watch answering phone calls on yeah. the moon. <laughs> Lasering people. But I, I'll say for the, for the stages I've watched, it's been, it's been good. Although I think, unfortunately for me, um, Every time I've gone to watch like the end of a stage, there has been a cricket match on, so I've gone for that instead. You've been picking cricket over yeah. cycling. That's fair enough. The um, I've been really impressed with Lander. He's doing far better than he has done for a long time. To be up, so the, I watched the highlights as so it's the it's the sprinter stage today that Sam Bennett's won. Mm-hmm. I watched the highlights of the day before the rest day, which is the stage that Podjakar Poga. Pogachar. Which I thought was a bit unfortunate because oh, obviously Mark, 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 Mike, Mark Hershey was in the break for 80k I on his know. own. And then like 92 kilometers, I think. All was. he wanted to do was the stage was in it from the, from the finish. He got caught. Yeah, but he, did, he, he, he waited. Like, yeah, he waited. Yeah, he's not, then he did his shoes up. Absolute lad. But then it's like backing himself. Like, the only cheers, reason lads. they sprinted with him is because they didn't care about the stage win. It's bonus seconds. Which I almost yeah. felt bad for him. They but Roglic like, is only winning because of bonus seconds. But if it's like, yeah. oh, if there was no bonus seconds, obviously I think bonus seconds are good. But in that situation, I'm like, oh, he, he would have that would have done away. so much more for his career 
Don't know if any of those three. He's um, Cancellara's protege. Is he? Yeah, so like Cancellara discovered him and like, and then someone on the cycling podcast called him Baby Spartacus. He's <laughs> like the new one. But his descending is... That was him. He almost almost crashed a few times. Into the back of a motorbike. <laughs> yeah. Shouting at the motorbike. Like, literally, like, yeah. was absolutely flying. Really good. Yeah. Seb Lloyd-esque, perhaps. He unclipped as well. <laughs> not on the road, not on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the motorbike bit. <laughs> well, one of the hairpins, he went in too hot, then un- unclipped accidentally, then went straight on and almost went Sat on the top tube. <laughs> Did a throttle on the on the on the drops. <laughs> Out of there. Yeah. But his sprint was so good. He timed it like he was so unlucky. Yeah, because it was almost like he'd been riding on his own for two and a half I hours. Think, <laughs> I think he'll win. He'll win a stage. Yeah, I'd hope he does. Um again, I'm surprised he went for the breakaway on that stage. Yeah, I know. Bit of a funny one that. He was 125 to one, and when I heard he was out front, I was like, and I didn't bet on him. I was like, oh God, please not this time. I don't, that's worse than betting on someone and then losing, not betting on <laughs> yeah. someone and then winning. I, I think they knew though. They don't let him get as much ahead. He was only about three or four minutes ahead at one point. I don't think they let it get to like, yeah, I think he's, he waits for people's legs to go a bit more and then he can, and he's go to like third week, start he can third burn week. Him off, yeah, I suppose like there's not been any sort of the, the normal breakaway people. There's been, a, like, there's been expected winners in terms of like the sprinters, the GC guys now, the fully, but like, yeah. some have been amazing though. Every day they've, had a really good plan for nearly getting a stage win. Some of them are one of their worst teams ever uh, around at the moment, aren't they? Equally, it's like they've got nothing going for them. Yeah. But <laughs> I think Bardet going to them is going to be good. Is he? That's I think he's know. gone yeah. to, yeah. And they're just, they're, they've openly said they're just after stage wins for the whole team. They're not after, they're not going to support. That's why Matthews is leaving. I was, he's gone back to because it's, Scott, hasn't Yeah, he? because they're not putting all their eggs into any basket. So like San Remo, he can win San Remo, but he needs a team mm. all supporting him. And they're just not up for that. Which yeah. is fair enough, but people like Bardet, I think, can then be like, right, he'll be a sick one-day specialist or like... Well, I suppose he's not going to win a French, stage he's not a French team with that GC ambition now, is he, mm. necessarily? So they're not going to be all in for the tour. I saw that he, an interview, he was saying that he's doing his best ever numbers and he's doing the best he's ever gotten and he's still getting dropped. He's like, the, the really? standard is just Silly. insane. Like, he's like, because he was doing well, actually. Yeah. And he got dropped from that group and climbed isn't, back he? up. <laughs> and then he got dropped over the top because they then, attacked, and yeah. then couldn't catch up on the descent. But he's not too far back though; he's still fourth overall. Yeah, it's quite, quite close, yeah. isn't it? Top he's ten aren't it. far apart. Yeah. But I think the third week, so, I think Quintana's going to come good, and Bernal. As soon as Ineos, Yumbo, and UAE all get their double two positive tests, mm. tour stops, Bardé wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is actually a possibility. But speaking about numbers, you said pre-pod. Was it podcast numbers up one of the climbs? Was it him? Yeah. Silly numbers. Yeah, 6.8 watts per kilo. Was it for... 20 or half an hour? Actually? Like 34 minutes, I think, or something, something silly. Silly, silly. Fastest time ever recorded at the Parasort, apparently. Ju- I'm second, like we said yeah. as well, yeah. Just on Strava. On Strava, about four watts per kilo. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot lighter. Yeah. He's literally tripled your time. <laughs> He's I... a bit of a beast, though. He's not like a... He doesn't look like a climber, does he? He's 21 as well. Yeah, he's very he's young. my age, yeah, yeah. which is even more depressing. You are useless, Harry. Yeah, You're literally <laughs> a waste of space. We're fine. Like at yeah. twenty-one, I would have, if I'd have been cycling yeah, exactly. and Slovakian, Slovenia, <laughs> absolutely fine. Um, I, can we please put a name for Roglic and Pogacar as Poglic? <laughs> I'm referring to them both because no. they come first and second. The hottest couple, right? Another yeah. win for Poglic. They were holding hands <laughs> across the isn't isn't um, as well. The the former of the Poglic twins, uh, Pogacar. 
He's uh, or Pogacha. Pogacha, I think it is. Pogacha. Pogacar, as Sean Kelly says. Pogacar. Pogacar. Well, um, well, uh, is he Slovenian time trial champion? And Roglic is road champion, uh, I believe. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think know, it's, it's, no. I don't think Roglic is. He did, surely didn't do Roglic. He's not TT. bad. He's not a bad TT person though. No. He's not as good, but like, I think it's one of those things Close. where he's actually he got it. I do. Uh, other news: How good is Dylan Van Baal's moustache? You seen that? No. Oh man, he's so good. I'm looking at him now. He's got like a tiny little. Oh, is, is it a French moustache? Is it John, John Denkob esque? <laughs> <laughs> he looks great. It doesn't. It suits him well. Um, no, I think Ineos are gonna. I think Bernal is playing a very, very mature game. Like he's not putting himself in the red. He's letting. If Roglic and Pogacha, Pogacha, Poglic. Pogacha, Pogacha sounds like a, sort of like a yeah man, Pogacha. <laughs> What's up? Hear me now. Um, if they if they carry on going that well for three weeks, then that isn't that is the most unbelievable, amazing tour uh, form ever yeah but i think bernal is just riding into it and waiting and i think quintana is the same richie port was going really well yeah i was surprised he's made richie it past port. stage nine yeah he hasn't so, crashed without yet. that epic crash that was mental that he's one. still yeah. got time to crash i'm sure but iran fine. as well he's still rebound who was he's it aru that just somehow just dnf dnf just literally just rode himself yeah. off the back and yeah. then the uae he used to be the uae boss but is like an advisor Basically, just absolutely yeah. go at him on Italian TV, being like, "He's useless." Yeah, mm. and then Aru basically came out crying, just saying, "I'm not good enough." Yeah, he said, "I don't know fair what enough. happened." I think it was a direct yeah, quote. Fair enough. Yeah, he's yeah. not. <laughs> no, yeah. at least he's yeah. got Formula Pogaccio. I like Formula. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you see La Course? Yes, I thought La Course this year as as what the finish. last few years so so good. So, and they did they they missed the finish on TV or something on one of the because apparently sounds alright because of. They run out of TV time, so they just cut it off and then cut to some snooker. Okay. <laughs> oh, on Eurosport, you, yes. saw, you saw Ronnie. <laughs> <Potting>. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't it? It was um, a six-woman break yep. in the end, which um, I found Bluton sort of just smashed it off the front, and then, then sort of uh, who was it? It was Elisa Longo Bugini, uh, Lizzie Dignan, Mariana Voss, uh, someone for Park Valkenberg. Park Hotel Valkenberg. I can't remember her name though, but she's like a really young up and coming person. Um, and then obviously two tracks like a freighter riders there for with Borghini and Daigan. And then uh, Borghini just, she just smashed it on like, the last K. Did like an amazing lead out. It was almost a lead out. And then she sort of just pulled off and mm. uh, Voss had to go from like 600 meters, which just made a perfect lead out for Daigan. And it was like a photo finish. It's such a close finish in the end, but like, she was so far back when it started and she was just yeah. creating and you're like, where's the finish line? Like yeah. from the overhead shot, you couldn't see it. And then she's like, she got past just as it came into sight. She doesn't look like a sprinter either. She's tiny. Yeah, but I think, I think she's obviously, she's probably, she had a baby. So she's gone out of form a little bit from that. And she's slowly getting back to it. And this was maybe her last year for Tokyo. So sort of, I guess a lot of the women's field have got, well, I, think more, I think the Olympics is probably more significant for mm. the women's field. I think we were talking about that in and, the podcast um, before. Yeah, she, she, her season's been probably messed up even more, but she's shown that obviously she's got a decent got form, form going into it. So yeah, she can definitely. hold that now for... I can't believe how oh. old Van Vluten is. She's 38, 36, yeah. I, didn't realize, I didn't realise she was... Just she's not, going not well. Older not like, in a bad way, but no, just yeah. as in the way she rides and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah but she, she's definitely come a lot better in it like probably 2012 was a breakout year because mm. I, I, I always that. associated that sort of 
era, like the past five to ten years, of being like dominated by Marianne Voss. Yeah. Yep. So you obviously just don't hear some other names. But... No, but she came from. Um... Where are we? Sorry, I'm looking up things. She came from the powerhouse of. Um... What was the team called? Uh, the Dutch team before Bowles Domans, the one Voss came from as well. And uh, it was Rabobank. Rabobank. Oh, yeah. So she was from that. So obviously a massively dominant team. And she's gone to Movistar. Yeah. Mm. Which is, uh, I think, a very great, great thing for them, showing that they're really trying to invest in their future. So they, they've been going for quite a while. And I'd say not a team you'd expect to have a women on a men's team. Yeah. But um, they've been definitely like an up-and-coming, mainly Spanish team. So it would be interesting to see what support she gets there and how much she can do. To be honest, she can probably get in the men's team. Yeah. Yeah. And just ride mm-hmm. <laughs> ride for them. Like she, she rides with the Mitch, like she trained with the Mitchell and Scott men. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Lizzie Dagen that was saying if I trained like her, <laughs> I'd be six feet under. Like I just I can't do the numbers. I can't mm-hmm. do the yeah. time. So the That's person came there was Demi Vollering from ah, Park Hotel ah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. So when the others retire, she'll be the, the Yeah. One to be. I think that like the, there's a lot of very, very good um Young riders, young women riders. Um, the one that's just signed for somewhere from um, from Park Hotel. Really strong. The s- uh, she was sprinter. on the Peyton McKelvin podcast. She's really good friends with Justin Williams. Yeah, she's Corinne Rivera. That's it. Yeah. And then you've got Cecile Ludwig. Uptrub Cecile Uptrub. She's the one that did the really good interview that time. Um, she was when she was with Ashley Moore and Passio on National. Have you Passio's seen the track? I think it's a Trek. One of the girls from Trek does all the funny dance videos on Instagram. It's just her <laughs> oh, doing all yeah. these ridiculous dances. No, it's dances. Somewhere, Sunweb. Sunweb. Yeah. But I think um, one of the Mitchell and Scott riders does it as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Good chat. Did you, um, have you watched any of the Baby Giro? I, I, on via Instagram, I saw it. Tom Pickcock just doing bits, basically. Yeah. But then there's a guy called, is it Michael... Glow, Glowag, Glowlag, who who's a Trinity rider as well. Like oh yeah, lad. he came first, like, first year on twenty three, twenty one. He yeah, came. He came like fourth or fifth or something. Yeah. He was only forty three seconds back, and he was leading and he was out Pickcock as well. Pickcock. Yeah, like that's impressive. Yeah, mm. and also there's three three. Well, I don't know if they all all of them were like that, but they only had three riders. They meant to have four, but they lost one early yes. on, so they only had three the whole time. And yeah, they worked really well for him because mm. the young Italian guy won a couple of stages, didn't he? Before and was going very well, and then Pickcock obviously took over. I wonder what his plans. His plans have probably changed quite. We well, think how young he's. He's, like, he's, 20, he's twenty-two, something like that still. Mm. Obviously, he came second to, to Vanderpool Worlds last year. I think he'll I try suppose, and win that and then go world tour. You think sort of like the cross has been dominated, and you couldn't think of anyone else sort of getting anywhere near Vanderpool or even Van Aert. But I say Vanderpool cross definitely is the dominant force. But it's like then you think Van, um, wherever his name is. Picot's sort of four years younger, so it's like he's still got four years of development. If anyone's going to do it, yeah, it's but it's just him. whether he does a Van Art earlier and well, goes straight to a world, like you know, if he was signed up by Ineos or someone, mm. he could probably. Well, so what was it? His team was TP Racing. Yeah, he was the team, mm. and now Trinity. It's like although that's a sports management company, he is the team still. Yeah, isn't exactly. He? It's, it's built around him, so I think he's he'll possibly more go into sort of the. The Vanderpoel role of being, like I was saying, he's a star of a team. Vanderpoel wouldn't work well on another team because he's, he's too much of a star, too much mm. of like a, a phenom. But like, like but like Van Aert, he's possibly not. He he's gone onto a team and developed from that. So like, 
it'd be hard to build a team around Van Art now because he mm. is a team player, but you couldn't see Vanderpol going into a Van a Art lot. role. Yeah. Because he's too much of a, a star or such, even though they're they're similar riders in that. Yeah. In that sense. And it depends on what the team needs. Like Van Art is completely perfect for what Jumbo Visma wants. Van Art went to them because he hated his current team and yeah. he wanted wanted a start in that thing. That's what they offered him that, that route. And obviously he was racing for himself in cross. He was like a, a privateer. Like a very heavily sponsored privateer. <laughs> yeah. But he was a privateer. And um yeah, obviously Vanderpol has had Alps and Phoenix essentially built around him. With all the sponsors, He's, the sponsors are him. It's like it's going to take. Well, like, they have got some good ride, like um, Malia. Yeah, but I think that. But then again, that he's come through the cross ranks and things yeah. like that from that team. It's Canyon pay Vanderpol's wages. It's going to take for him to move to another team. It's going to take, say, Sagan being dropped by Specialized mm. and Specialized paying um, his wages to go on to Bora Hands to go on to go on a quick step. Yeah, or a Canyon. Who knows? He might go to Israel starting the cut. There's not many places he can be put. No. No, without, without Van without, Art can go to lots of places, and yeah. it's just they're very different. Even though they're very similar riders in how they race and their abilities, commercially they're completely different. Van Art doesn't sell Bianchi's, no, but, Va- but Van der Poel sells <laughs> sells Canyons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he's quite a worthy investment. Although seeing him on Quickstep would be pretty cool. Yeah, be interesting for the classics. I want to see um, Pigcock versus. Um... He's the young other young guy that crashed over the bridge. Oh, uh, Vanapol. Vanapol. Yeah. So, did you see the news that what is all that about? So, obviously, I saw nutrients. the wild rumours. Nutrients. No, it's data. Cheers, Tom Boonen. It's data. <laughs> yeah. So, some there's been some things in the Tour de France about them tracking some data stuff as well, like picking up wife like signals or something. Where it's basically, I don't know what the you're, rule is. You're, you're not, not allowed, allowed to transmit live data back to the car. Essentially, of like how you're doing i think it's like i can't transmit my heart rate and, and power, power. Garbage. it's like however velon can look at it and transmit to tv like, yeah that's true like, yeah. information's been, been and, uh, ntt have probably all got it because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't share it promise yeah. <laughs> they've all got everyone's power yeah. that's like looking at Zwift but, power while you're doing a Zwift race but, you can see everyone's heart rate yeah. things with ntt is they I mean, much like you on a Zwift race you've got nothing to, to do with that information yeah. you can't do anything about it <laughs> i can just see it it's like oh great uh, he's dropped out go 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 who have, yeah. they, who have they even got ntt uh michael gogol that's nitsolo <laughs> i love nitsolo yeah that's it he's pulled out now yeah um valgren yeah that's it he's got great blonde hair valgren um yeah or so it's or like a tube of data Okay. Like <laughs> mm. so, so why were they lying about what it was then, or did they just not know? Probably no one knew. Dodgy to, but yeah, because yeah. it's, it's illegal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but Evenepoel. And, so and then Lefebvre was like, "Yeah, the data stopped. That's why we knew it crashed." Fair enough. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> There's no power output because he's he's <laughs> ten foot below on a ditch. <laughs> yeah, that was mental. It was a horrid crash. Speaking of quick step and horrid crashes, we should talk about the Jacobson crash. Mm. Four weeks Ooh. after. Yeah, and it's happened, and everyone else has just forgotten about it. It's like from this, it's like everyone's seen Grunewagen. Yes, (laughs) yeah, he's disappeared, hasn't he? It's like yes, it was Grunewagen's fault. What happened? But equally, yeah, if Jakobsen was in the same position and he would have done the same, I think any top sprinter would have done the same at that speed. When you watch it slow down, it makes it a hundred times worse. 
It's just a reaction. Yeah. And it's the it's the and I think it's then even Grodemegan's reaction from it, I think, is what every top sprinter would do. To put yourself in that position, you have to have that air of arrogance and almost naivety in fact of like nothing is your fault because as soon as you admit it's your fault, you've lost. Like Maverick in Top Gun. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly the same. That's how I like to think of my racing style. <laughs> but yeah, so and it made it was so much worse. If it was if he landed and finally got up afterwards. No, no, well, it's, it's, Which is, it's, it's identical almost, to it's every hard, other sprinting crash it's a except one. the it's barrier like, collapsed and he went flying like. but I think almost from that it's like it's a harsh punishment in the fact that yes he caused that crash but it's like that's what the that, his ban should have been judged on his action not yeah. on the result of his action yeah that's true but his, his yeah. ban was, was it, it should be based so on longer. intent rather than exactly. cause uh, by effect yeah which in that respect then any sprinting crash should have a four-week ban. But it's like, whatever. do you remember um, Sagan when he hit, um, elbowed off Cavendish? Yeah. And that was, oh, it's not great. But no one was really up in arms, were they? They were like, oh, I can't believe they kicked him out. But no. then is the argument, if you punch someone in the face and they fall it's over hard, and die, yeah. do yeah. you get the punishment of, well, I didn't know he was going to die. Mm. It should have been, well, you shouldn't have punched him in the face exactly. in the first yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Def- definitely. But that, that means, the, that's not saying Gronovegan's punishment is wrong. No. That means the other punishments... Haven't been wrong. And yeah. likewise, it's, I think should Sam Bennett have been disqualified for his sprint on the first week of the tour? It, it was bad, wasn't it? When wasn't Ewan great. won, he yeah. went... And if Ewan had crashed, I reckon he would have got banned. Well, Bennett went, Ewan, Bennett went because like, he was going... Touching the barriers to the middle of the road. Yeah. Like, you can't say you've held your line there. Mm-hmm. But I think that's probably... We shouldn't go any further on this because that's probably touching on the justice system. And I imagine <laughs> this is people's like, <laughs> theses, aren't you they? You actually on this know what this. they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like there's points on that. But then... One thing that is definitely to blame is how the Fisher Price barriers they use. Yes. Oh my goodness. I was going to say that. How horrendous. did that man not die that he hit? Yeah. That guy's all right. He hit a dart. Hit a man. He, no, he did. Well, all right. I think he completely was a bit destroyed a man. All oh, right. No, because like, he went. The barrier broke, didn't it? And he's went he into went him at into sixty him. miles an hour. So I think he got collected by a bike, a man, and a barrier. Well, probably a little bit. Then I, I, that's probably helped him in, in some respects of uh, hitting. So, it's softer than yeah. Because yeah. well, he would have hit the. Um, Finished the upright. Yeah. I yeah. still think he did hit that a little bit. Yeah, so he felled them like a tree. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <it> was, <laughs> God. How that... And then, you because that bit was so bad, like you don't even talk about the other people that were crashing. Like an EF mm. guy like flew about 50 feet. Like, After the finish it line. It was mad. Yeah. yeah. The people getting taken out and stuff like that. It was just... just I need to show they would they but then, need to bolt those barriers down. Well, they, was, well, they were the wrong barriers, weren't they? Like cra- sprinting crash barriers should keep the mess... Inside. In the sprint zone, yeah, like we see when Cal when Cavs crash, he crashes into the barriers and he just slides down. So he just, like might make the injuries worse, but le- less, less. But it's still, it keeps the crash contained. At least you're not funny. putting anyone else at risk. If you yeah. compare that sport, to, I know Formula One and car racing is different, but the the dangers are pretty similar when it comes to the what barriers you need. And things. Yeah, if you look at what Formula One used to be like at Goodwood, where it was literally just. <laughs> five feet of gravel and then, hay bales uh, yeah hay bales yeah. or a concrete wall and then you've got to be on your toes and now they <laughs> yeah. can hit something at 200 miles an hour and literally just get out yeah and then you think well the barriers are the same from 1954 tour de france it's ridiculous yeah. 2020 pretty much like why yeah. is there not some sort of net system or phone like even if it was like not tires but like soft things that if you fell into them you just fell into them fell like into foam them. pit almost yeah. like you need like yeah those um 
Yeah, there's you see in gymnastics, so there's blocks of yeah, time. Yeah, I guess the nature of the race because it moves all the time. Like if you had a circuit just set yeah. up for for that, it would maybe. But then it's very hard to set it up on the day. Sprinting barriers that have got a solid side, not exposed feet. They're safe. Yeah, in that respect, like you can clip your it's handlebar as safe on as it, you can and, make it. You're gonna hit yeah. the floor regardless. Yeah, or you just, I think they should always turn off into a field. And the sprint is always 200 meters up a hill. Well, you were telling yeah. me about the Belgian, the Belgian national championships. Yeah. So the Belgian national championships, pouring with rain, the, fin- the sprint finish, uh, straight after the finish, which is a straight line, it then goes off to the left. I think I saw this, and then everyone just cries. And Malir wins and goes across. So it looks like he's almost cutting them up, but then you realize he's just avoided the barrier. He's seen it early. Yeah. The two other guys don't see. It looks like he takes them out, but they don't. He then... They then twist and absolutely wipe themselves out and fly along the road and slam into the barriers. It was absolutely insane. Yeah, no, I, I Like, why would you put us... Where should you put the sprint finish? <laughs> right, right before the left-hand turn. Like, it, it's Belgium. It's going to be raining. Yeah. So just move it 100 metres. And then they... And then, like, this sprint that we're talking about, they did it on a downhill, not even on a flat. So they're yeah. doing 41 miles an hour going into it. No, I think it was 60. Really? They hit 60 miles an hour in that so Imagine jumping out of your car in Lycra yeah. into a man. Into a man. <laughs> I, suppose, I was thinking like sort of about the what could be done in sort of aiding that. Oh, he's getting your toes. Sven, Sven's in the house. He's, he's after. He's, he's after people. He's meowed his way in. <laughs> um, but then it's sort of like, it's almost the argument against seatbelts, isn't it? It's sort of like, why should, or, or helmets even, it's like, why should you as the victim do something when it's like, you're the victim. You shouldn't have to protect yourself. Yeah. You, sh- you should sort. You should solve it before that. You yeah, solve yeah. The process. And it's like, has the pursuit of performance gone too far, and the stakes are too high in terms of like, you're essentially naked. You've got a bit of polystyrene in your head. Obviously, the helmets are proven to help, but it's like not going to help your face. No. Yeah. Even if like a 60 mile an hour mini moto race, you're still wearing leathers and a helmet. Should if you're a sprint, doing a bunch of sprint, should you wear a full face helmet sort of thing? Like if you're protecting your face, obviously that's never going to happen. But or like the halo thing. system in Formula One, is there some sort of helmet that you could wear that almost comes a, it's a comes um, across your face round and, or so and, it's still open? An early met parachute is what you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what you need is those things. Have you seen those helmets where every... <laughs> those tiny little jaw bits? <laughs> what are those? I haven't seen them. It's like it's like an early full it's, face, it's but the... it's really tiny. Yeah, thin. It's, it's it's one of the worst helmets. Oh, ever I remember created. that as a kid. I really wanted one. Like of those. it's the, the the chumpiest helmet you've ever seen. And obviously, with Enduro now had a removable chin guard, but it, it was basically a full face helmet that looked like a lightweight helmet. And um, so it has the chin guard that there's no way that will do anything. Like it was, you'll either snap or go directly into your throat. Yeah. And then like a lot with Enduro now, a lot of companies have had removable chin guards and obviously lightweight full face helmets and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm I'm very skeptical on them. But yeah, I don't know if there's something more could be done in terms of sort of the clothing they wear, to sort of help with abrasions. But I think is I think that's part of the sport. I think you've just got to be aware of the course and not put a downhill sixty mile an hour sprint. Yeah, so that's so then I suppose that's like. Crashes are going to happen. Yeah, avoid them by planning better. Exactly. Yeah, because well, they were they were mentioning about doing lanes as in like a hundred meter sprint. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know how I think that would Bradley work. Wiggins said that. But how would that work if you're going into the sprint? You just choose a lane. If no, but then busy. what happens? Tough. Well, I suppose that takes the race craft Overtake. out, and it's more of a drag race. And then if you're not in the front, say ten, there's only ten lanes. If you're not in the front ten, well, have you seen um, you uh, cross country skiing and biathlon when they do a sprint finish in that? 
they yeah. have they literally have lanes at the end where they ski in the lane. But it's the not for it's so you have it in like the final two hundred meters or whatever, and it's just a track that when you're in once you're sprinting in your lane, that's where you stay. Mm. So like you and for example, maybe wouldn't have been allowed to I suppose the go art, through. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but then the art is moving through the bunch at the end, isn't it? And then yeah, it pick, changes picking it's the your same wheels. For everyone, so therefore you have to be a bit, a new bit ready Evolve. earlier. Yeah. Just yeah. The sprint train. No one can get out the lane, so they're like, get out of the way! Like, <laughs> trying to squeeze past in like 30 centimetres. Yeah. A lead out down each lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just put 10 of, put all your team at the front <laughs> so no one can get past. Yeah. And you're just riding away. <laughs> yeah, one of your riders in every lane. Yeah, there's, there's all be one, lane, one extra lane per team member. Just yeah. spinning away, having yeah. a bead on, just waving <laughs> to the crowd. Everyone else is trying to spin. Or griping on the front, just blocking half three lanes. <laughs> Elbows out. <laughs> His calf, one per <laughs> lane. No one would get past. Um, will Roubaix happen? That's no the question. Knows. Well, Roubaix itself will happen. Will we be at Roubaix? That's the I want to be at Roubaix sure. so bad. I do want to be on it, but I don't want to be there. If I miss, I've got to stay inside for two weeks afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I mean, as it's... What, a month and a half away? I'd like to stay positive with it, um, but I can't see it happening. Oh, my God. If it... But, oh, my God, it'd be so good. If it's raining, proper wet, muddy Roubaix. Oh, that'd be so good. That'd be and we're just on our cross bikes, ruining... Oh, you're on the intense. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd rather Roubaix be cancelled. Then it go ahead and us not be there. I'd rather all of it be cancelled. <laughs> I would rather no one has yeah. any fun. <laughs> then I have no fun. Oh, yeah. If it's cancelled, on the day we would have done it, we should do... Fat gravel ride. A similar... Yeah, maybe do the South Downs way. Twice. I'll do that. Seb's currently making a face for those of you. <laughs> no. Well, I was going to say, for those who listen to the podcast, there's no other ways to listen to this. <laughs> so you're, You're not watching me. the YouTube video? <laughs> Oh, that camera up there. Um, Your Huawei just in the corner filming. <laughs> yeah, away, 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 away. <laughs> That's where most of our what, yeah. listeners come from. Oh, 40,000 views this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All of China's listening. <laughs> 40 million. <laughs> They're huge in Wuhan. Yeah. <laughs> Covering all the latest coronavirus <laughs> pro cycling. The Chinese government are loving the yeah. pod, yeah. Uh, who, Van der Poel's in Roubaix, isn't he? Mm. Alperson Phoenix read it. And I think obviously again, I'm 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 on team Vanderpoel here. I have been from the start, so I'm sorry, Wow. But I feel Vanderpoel and the comparison at the moment, obviously it's an easy comparison to make, but I think he's been hard done by because he wasn't trying to be a road rider this year. He's almost he's having to be a road rider because there's nothing else going on. Yeah. Um his whole year for the last two years, or his whole plan has been for Tokyo Olympics to win. Unless we forget Amstel Gold when he dabbled in being a road exactly, rider but the, and literally that, beat everyone solo with him behind them but that, at the moment he's training to race for an hour and a half to beat Nino Scherter that's that's all his training is focused on um, so I, I think in terms of his road performances I don't think they can really you can really look into them too much it's like yes Wild Van Aert's doing very well he's winning a lot of things but it's like he's put the time in to be a road racer and Van Aert's I think naturally a better climber yep. he's smaller, I think, and, smaller. And, and when Van, you get to that and Van der Poel is a better sprinter yeah yeah so I think Strada Bianca would actually, if they were both going for it in terms of oh my goodness. training for it, it would be a fantastic race to go for. That would be well good. Yeah. That would be very exciting. Uh, um, speaking of gravel, which is on Strada Bianca, FYI, 
we've got a new gravel challenge or, out. Or before we go into that, oh yeah, we need to talk about talk about the the, the road challenge that you two did. Selfie, <laughs> oh, Continental. Sam's just trying to skip over it. He didn't forget. <laughs> yeah. So Continental very kindly sent you two some new tires. Yeah. yeah, that actually that's a good point because we should speak before we speak about the massive um, nuclear explosion. We should also speak about the the crater that I fell into and had to climb out of. Yeah. So we got sent the new, the special edition Tour de France tan wall 25 mil GP 5000s. Limited um, edition. Yeah, limited edition. <laughs> Which I basically, after listening to the Red Waters uh, podcast and being in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after experiencing firsthand. <laughs> after witnessing it in the garage. Are all our views lies now, Sounds yeah. like you're saying. I sort of, I've always sort of half done it, but he's, he inspired me a little bit. Just, you don't, I personally, you look at what people do and you just think it must be because they all know what they're doing. They've all completely earned it. Don't give the game away. <laughs> <laughs> I feel we should be up front. And, uh, and he sort of made me realise that, no, it's just a case of putting yourself out there and talking to people. Mm. And actually, you either get ignored, which is fine, or people get back to you. So I just start, you know, for what we do... We've got 2% success rate. Yeah. <laughs> for what we do, you know, the blog and the podcast and stuff like that, I was just like, well, it's not to try and get any monetary gain, but it just makes it fun. Makes We're more safe. things to talk about and do. We have got a good outreach. Yeah, and it makes it fun. So I just emailed... Um, I didn't bombard everyone. I just basically wrote down some brands and spoke to Seb and Harry and some other people about what sort of brands we want to I, work I with. Think we went, I think we went, I thought originally we went far too big. <laughs> I think we all did. I, I mean, thought we should I, have gone to like local farm first, shops. One of my first jam, messages please. was the GoPro. <laughs> I don't really own a GoPro. I said, oh yeah, would you, they got back to me though. Yeah. And they said, yeah, if you film some things on a GoPro and send it to us. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy one. How uh, do you use a GoPro again? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you got me. <laughs> so yeah, I emailed I mean, some places. We ended up with Continental getting back to us and um, giving us some tyres, which is brilliant. Absolutely outrageous. To test like. out and review. And um, Zaro Fisher, the lovely people there, there's quite a few people that I spoke to that are really cool and helpful, um, got back to us and we've got um, sorted out by Gyro. Giro. Above and beyond that, wasn't it? Yeah. So, is it, what is it? I, see, I would say Gyro for... Oh, I say Gyro. But only because Gyro. I knew about Gyro, the brand before I knew about the race. Yeah, I've always uh, said gyro, okay. and now so that's because why of the coffee gyro. shop and because of the race, I'm like, oh yeah, gyro. Oh, is the coffee shop called Giro? I think because it's because of ah. the race. Fair enough, makes sense. Yeah, it's a big wormhole. This one. Yeah. yeah. Um, as sponsored athletes, we, we can <laughs> decide that it's gyro. 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 It's gyro. Gyro. Like your honey BMX. Yeah. Yeah. G-Y-R-O. Um, so we'll talk about that stuff in a minute. But yeah, the tyres, we stuck them on. They looked rather wonderful. Got lots of nice comments. Um, I mean, I I ride GP5000 anyway, and it's literally a GP5000 with a tan sidewall. So There's no performance benefit to these there tires. Wasn't, there was not any noticeable difference because I, I bought that tyre for full price pretty much. So... If My I, recommendation is there that it's the best tyre, yeah. I think. And I did go from four to five. Four to five. Woo! So, yeah. Thousand times grade, better. At least. Yeah. <laughs> thousand times better. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Good oh, GP1, shit. <laughs> <laughs> those poor guys on those GP1s yeah. still. They must be hating life. Oh, no, that's called a gator skin. Yeah. I forgot. 
<laughs> it got renamed. Uh, Imagine a gator skin 5000. A gator skin. So, I like tan wool. Oh, so heavy. It's, it's all so tanned, fast. even the top as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as Harry alluded to, we, we. So, the Elevate ride is a ride I designed to be the hardest, climbiest ride from Sussex and around Sussex as possible. So, I. I think we spoke, we spoke about it on the podcast. I basically found all these hard hills, chucked them all in. It was 120 miles. I think about that. And yeah. it was about 11,500 feet, which again, yeah. from Yorkshire, Wales, Spain, you know, Alp standards is obviously not nothing to shout about. But for but Sussex, like... that's, that's the most I could cram in. I literally, without going up a hill over and over again, because we're <laughs> definitely not doing Everesting, that was the best. So we sat out on this ride with the Crawley boys. And the ride was intended to be a like a leisure ride where the challenge is just completing it. You're going up the hills, recovering between them. And then we set off, for me anyway, it was like flat out. I'd Trez done a, fast. I'd done a hard week and I foolishly believed that it was just going to be, oh, yeah, we'll just ride it. It'll be fine. And um, Harry was a, was one of the main culprits for absolutely drilling between <laughs> between. I was just things. lucky. I just fell on good legs. So then I... Ended up, I think I got about 75 miles in, I'd say. And then I I was pacing myself anyway, because I knew that I wasn't going to make it. Mm. And then I exploded in such spectacular fashion that going up a climb called Toys Hill, a man on his way to buy a paper (laughs) in trainers and flat pedals overtook me in my (laughs) aerosock skin suit deep section wheels and i was like <laughs> mate i got no excuse I, I am romeo down but so, you um, didn't help yourself in that you did put basically the steepest climb at the end so when your legs mm, were done it's got, got to be done yeah yeah titsy hill york's hill uh toys hill it wasn't easy and then we the go wall. and then we, so we were going up box hill and it's all going quite nice like we're just going at a nice pace and all of a sudden these guys start kind of racing us as we overtake them don't they and i'm just thinking box here was just an absolute yeah helicopter we can't have this so i just attack the hell out of it explosion yeah, i'm on the edge i'm like right i can just about handle this and harry like skips <laughs> off the front like quintana style i'm like oh for god's sake man and then we had to keep going over the top because we thought well we can't just stop at the top because otherwise they'll catch us yeah sam did not think that well we missed the we know we missed the whilst you're riding up the 40 year old's bicycle <laughs> box hill <laughs> yeah. we missed the pothole incident so about, what was it, yeah. 10 miles in. How he hit a pothole so hard, I thought he snapped his frame. <laughs> I think everyone did. So I, <laughs> and I, he had no issue. So it, we, I hit it so hard, my bottles fell out, and my handlebars, which were talked <laughs> up. handlebars. Like, I've, had that, I've had that before. Flattened yeah. down. Yeah. So, and, and then at first I thought, you know what, I'll be able to ride this out. And then after about five miles, I'm dislocating my wrist. <laughs> there is so arrow. <laughs> yeah. But the tyres, not a single mark, not a pinch punch. Mm. If that doesn't give them a pinch punch, quite honestly, I don't really And then the dis- there's some, obviously, with 11,500 feet of climbing, there's 11,500 feet of descending. And there's <laughs> absolutely hairy descents. And there's a guy called Sam who rides with Crawley. I've never met anyone <laughs> who's so fast at descending. Like, I just don't know how he does it. I don't know how his bike sticks. But Harry was giving him a good run for his money because of his motorsport background. Brum, brum. Um. And there was a moment where you went round a corner with gravel and stuff, and I don't know how 
No. It must have been the extra thousand <laughs> GPs that you got that kept you upright because I, I don't know how you did it. He was, actually, he, he was on the tan. Yeah, he, he, he was on. Donk it. Scraping on the rims. Well, it was, it was some of those descents where you think, if a car does pull out here, I am most certainly going to be up its exhaust pipe. But there's just no <laughs> chance of stopping, really. You've, you've accepted death. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> death is the only option. Just go commit. Yeah, so that was very. They were very good. I did a TT on them as well. Oh yeah, and that went well. Went very well. I couldn't have asked for a better time, really. So um, that was good. It's quite satisfying on the cross bike, doing as well as some people on fancier bikes. Mm-hmm. I do like that bit about my having the cross bike because even though it's actually a really fast road bike, you can still say it's a cross bike. It's not a cross bike. Oh, so. not, not quite made for this, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going three times faster than this bike was designed. Have you seen my aero clearance? <laughs> yeah. If I had my GP5000. It works for Hope and Lotus. Yeah. I can literally fit my fist in the clearance of my forks. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in. I can fist my bike everywhere. I was going to say, on the start line, just fisting your Not bike. Not many people can say they can fist their bike. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so to, that challenge was, so I set that challenge and quite a few people did it actually. I think yeah. about 20 to 30 people. What makes me laugh is a lot of people did it and then didn't tell me. And then I found out secondhand from other people, like screenshots of their ride. <laughs> so please, if you do it, I've gone to the effort. At least let me know <laughs> so I can, it's so not, I can enjoy that you're doing it. It's not exactly a ride you just do, is it? Either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm going to pop out for an easy seven hour. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> a planned ride, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, please just tag us in it or just, you know, email me, private message if you're embarrassed about it, whatever, I don't care, just, I'd like to know. So with that in mind, I've made a gravel one. Oh. Now this is an absolute beaut of a route. Beaut of a route. It's called the Ronda Van Sussex. Imagine Round it. Sussex. I think that means in Flemish. Root or lap. Lap of Sussex. Yes. Ronda de Vlanderland. Yeah, but I think Ronda means, in, well, I don't know, in cross races, when you watch them on Belgian TV. The Ronda is last. Ronda means, no, but I think it's lap. It's Ronda left, like six Ronda. Yes. Lap of Sussex. That's why I'm going for lap. No, it mean, no, it, might, it might mean round, last round, six rounds left. Who knows? Oh, yeah, good. We're just riding by. Basically, our Flemish isn't Sussex. great. The Flemish contingent of the TCC podcast, yep. please get in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um... So yeah, it's a really good gravel route. It's 74-ish miles. It's not many feet of climbing. It's about 3,000. But I've changed it to the ride, the climb we did the other day. It goes up that now. I don't know which climb that was, but I liked it. Up Chanctonbury. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, we had a really nice little ride the other day, didn't we? We yeah. found some really cool little trails in there. And I added all that in. Ah, yes. Since doing that. Pastgromets.co.uk. Yes, Grom- <laughs> <laughs> the I'll make a segment. Grommets.co.uk. Speed segment. Whoever gets the KOM on that gets a special Gets three grommets. Three grommets for life. <laughs> for life. <laughs> I've always wanted more grommets. I mean, I'm always I, thinking, I just need more grommets I think, I think they're looking for exposure, so yeah. it could work, it could work. Uh, so yeah, that's, really, that's going to be really good. What um, is a grommet if not a tiny tyre? <laughs> <laughs> it might fit Harry's bike. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly will be, yeah. So that's a, like the Elevate Challenge. That's just over autumn, just do it. It's not timed or anything. You can um, just go out and ride it. And I think that's a nice, I instead mean, of Gravel Chaser, where it's an organised thing all getting together, I think I don't want to do that in the current climate. And one thing I should say is, obviously, back to the Elevate Challenge, you didn't complete the Elevate Challenge, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so 75 miles, I, I literally imploded. I've never, ever... <laughs> I, I genuinely think 
what I thought was like 300 watts, the same amount of effort of what 300 <laughs> watts is normally. It was about 100. I genuinely was doing about 50 watts. Yeah, 50. Okay. Like, I genuinely, I, I nearly stopped. Like, I was going that slow. It was a bit of a cruel home, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was an enjoyment. Well, well then we did, we got higher. It was like 99.8 miles or something. Yeah, so we had to like it's... extend it a tiny bit just to get the 100. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say? No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> but we care. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gero care. That's true. Mm. Sorry. So, um, so we didn't do it. Yeah, but what say um, in Hungary, the kebab is called a gyro. <laughs> Back to gyro, are we? Uh, okay. Greek, in Greek as well, I think it is. Oh, good chat. Yeah. Mm. Or gyros, that is actually. Gyros. Yeah, um, Spelled with a Y. But so with the Ronda Van, Van Sussex, Sussex, the aim is to complete that. Just to complete yeah. it. Um, there's, it's perfect for a gravel bike, for beginners as well. There's a few little technical bits. It does a lap of tailgate. That I've added in now. Um, if you're lucky, you might meet the local hero, local champion, yeah. local legend. It's called Minka's Loop. I'm the local legend of. <laughs> Just because I I went round it twice. Is it the one we've done? Have <laughs> I done it? No, it's the easier one. All oh, right. <laughs> um, I'll do that before I go back to uni. Yeah. So we're gonna yeah get some people together and do it in smaller yeah. groups of six and things like that. So what, 70-ish miles, 3,000 feet? Yeah, so it starts, it, you can start it anywhere, but I've started in Handcross. You go north through Worth Forest and round to um, what's called the Worth Way. And you come back to Crawley, round Tilgate, and then you go across to St. Leonard's Forest, through St. Leonard's Forest, above Nuthurst, mm-hmm. down to Copsail. Then you go all the way down the Downs Link. You go across to Chanctonbury, up Chanctonbury. Across to Chanterbury via Gromits.co.uk. All the way down to the sea at Shoreham, then up to Partridge Green and back to Hand Cross. Oh, no, you're from Partridge Green and Nuthurst. You then go across, round through some amazing little routes I found the other day coming home from work to Slougham, I think it's called, through Crabtree. There's some really good little bits. And then you end up at hand cross. So it's a good, it's like, it's almost like, it looks like a figure of eight, but it's not. It's yeah. like a two threes back to I'll say, if, if you don't want to take this audio file with you for the route, uh, it, it, is, <laughs> it is online as well. I can do it slower if anyone needs it. <laughs> Left, right. Turn by turn directions for it. Yeah, so the GPX is on, it's on a Facebook event. If you find that, if you found this podcast, I'm sure you can find a Facebook event. Um, yeah, that's it really. It's going to be really good. So nice. but please post us in stuff. We need some content, so take some pictures at least and send it to us. We can re- repost it. That'd be lovely. Yeah. Um, on, on content, I did find actually, I, embarrassingly, I posted the same picture twice within two weeks. Oh, <laughs> that's a no go. I know. Seb. I saw it. I was like, that's such a good picture. And then Sam posted it on a story. I was like, yeah, I'll use that one next. And then I was like, oh, no. And it's above it in the lines. It's literally like, it's <laughs> <laughs> really easy to see. Three pictures above it. I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> oh, what a chump. Yeah. Um, we are selling, we've got jumpers for sale and t-shirts. I mean, it's getting a bit uh, colder at the moment. Our jumpers are only £25, but with code LATOUR, L-E-T-O-U-R, you get 10% off. So Not... £22.50 yeah. for a jumper, free postage for £30 and over. Get yourself a bottle, get yourself a jumper. That's th- over, just over 30 quid. You're sorted for autumn. You'd have to be called Pierre to use the code. Exactly. Guillain. Guillain. Guillain Martin. Pierre. Yeah. So then... Brilliant. Yeah. What what's um what have you got coming up in the near future, Harry, before we record again in about seven weeks' time? <laughs> I mean I can't look that far ahead really. Um I don't know. I've taken a complete week off this week. For motorsport. Motorsport. <laughs> yeah. I don't I actually think I'm in the best form of my life. 
I reckon I fit behind the wheel for or? motorsport. No, not for no. motorsport. No, well, I, the last race we did, like I said, a quick <laughs> off a cycling teammate crashed in like, two laps, all, like a thousand miles for someone to crash. <laughs> yeah, in the second, I started qualifying. So I did three laps in quali, and then my teammate started. He crashed on the second lap, and I went home. Bad times. But anyway, yeah. Um, nice no, on the bike, I think I'm going well. So oh, I'm lovely. Now I've got the power meter. I want to see what Good. I'm doing. So take a week off. Do some max efforts up. and stuff. Yeah. Just, just in time for a spring 2021. <laughs> yeah. Hold that thought. No, you're peaking for Zwift racing. Just yes. Like me. And that's exactly it. Exactly. Crit racing on Zwift is where I'm going to show my real form, true form, with my 17 fans that I've got from last winter. <laughs> um, and no, I don't really know other than just ride my bike. I did, I did do my biggest ever week on a bike last week. Did 17 you? and a half hours. I did it by accident, really. Where's this come from? I don't know. I just yeah. realized. Well, I did. It was only 300 miles, but I just, I took two days off. What did it? Monday off. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday did two and a half hours on the turbo, which is a catastrophic error. Oh, don't ever do that. And then Wednesday was just four hours easy. Yeah. Thursday off. Friday, four hours. Saturday, group ride where I died. Sunday, a few more hours. 17 and a half hours. And that is a life of a single man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> You can do that too and become single <laughs> <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> Brought to you by Cat 2 Razor. <laughs> That's what's sad. I'm not even, I'm Cat 4, aren't I? <laughs> so you've got pedal hounds then. Oh, I'm racing. Oh, I am no racing. Yeah. So I've entered enduro. That's my roots. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, I must say, I've actually been riding so much recently. Just like sort of hours, two hours. Um, I actually rode four days in a row. That's Harry doesn't believe me, but I generally rode four at four different spots. Sort of been going around a few. Were local... any of those rides less than five minutes long? No. Oh, okay. All over an hour. I'd say, yeah. On the intense. On the intense. All, <laughs> all, all with knee pads He's on. In training. He's in deep training for pedal house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you could do well at that. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't raced that sort no, of thing. No, we, we need you. No, we don't need flaky years, set. Years, we need committed yeah. set. All right. Top 10. Oh. <laughs> I've no clue. What's the categories? I don't know. <laughs> we top ten overall. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, mean, I, mean, I think I've entered, Red Dog's going to be there. It's I've like the only enduro race. <laughs> I've entered. Um, it's, yeah, I've entered twenty-one to twenty-nine. So okay, I'm in senior, I believe. So I'm in. I'm in. I'm technically be quite in a prime a, of senior. That's a prime category. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, Sam, Sam knows more about how this race works than me. He actually, he looked into it more. Yeah, so I'm, I, I'm, I really wanted to do it, so I was looking at it and I was like, oh, it's probably not ideal for my. XE hardtail or my, my cross bike's probably better than mine. Yeah, I sort of entered it. I was like, oh, and Sam's telling me how like the structure. Yeah, of the we were riding along. He was like, I think I don't. Know, I'm pretty sure. Like, I've read the website. Yeah, classic. So um, yeah, I think I think it's like three time runs in the end you get or something like that. Isn't it? Yeah, it's basically you get three laps and you get three goes on each bit. Oh. Yeah, so just basically you go as fast as you can, don't crash, and then top ten, take some risks, take some risks. Top 10. It's all blind. Blind runs. Even better. So well, close your eyes the whole all, way down. Put yeah. a blindfold on. Yeah. Go quicker. So, you know, no, you can walk the track before, but you it's can't all, ride it. It's walk it really fast. Run it really fast. Jumping. But what are those shoes with the wheels on? Like, he- Heelys. Off-road <laughs> Heelys, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's, it's blind until the second run. Then it's no longer blind. <laughs> it's fully sighted. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah so Lovely. top That's 10 very when top, is that October the 4th okay so hopefully we'll do a podcast before then but knowing us we'll do one in March not. next year well, I'll tell you about how my preparation is going mm, yeah training well, plan do one of those vlog things well I'm so. hoping I might no. is it a Saturday <laughs> or a Sunday don't know the 4th 
Okay. I might try and come up and, and be like your <laughs> hype man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the least spectator-friendly sports in the world. Oh, you're probably not allowed to spectate, actually. No, that's uh, very true, yeah. Turn up with a massive horn. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm still setting up a bike properly, getting back used to sort of setting up a mountain bike, but you know, a proper mountain bike, so... Hey, don't slag off other still, mountain bike. Still a uh, big mountain bike. <laughs> big boy big bike. Big boy mountain bike. Big boy bike. Yeah. Ah, wicked. Well, lovely chaps. That's yeah. very nice to catch up and do that. Hope we can do a few more and then we can start trying to get some guests on and do that sort of thing. But it's mm. just very difficult, isn't it? Everyone's very busy. Apart from Harry, he's just riding his bike apparently. <laughs> but that's still busy. Yeah. Right. Cheers, everyone. All right. Keep it real. Bye. Bye. Wash your hands. <laughs>